Honeybee, did you see the new Scream trailer? The new Scream trailer? Scream. Oh, Scream. Yes, I did. I did. I, oh, it kind of made me like a little scared for you. I was like, oh no, have you seen this? I was concerned <laughs> that you may be like, what the fuck is this garbage? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they look like they're kind of trying to go in a little bit of a different direction, but you know, mm -hmm. we've seen the other direction six times now or five <laughs> times now. <laughs> I guess so that's it's true. okay to just yeah. It's okay to do something a little different as long as it doesn't get you know, as long as he doesn't is not a space alien or something. <laughs> yeah, but wow, like I, or I don't an know. Actual something, ghost. something about going from like slasher to like I don't know if like everyone here has seen the trailer, but if you haven't, go watch it. It is intense. Um, but going from like slasher, like to a freaking shotgun was just like a little. I feel oh, like well, that's he, a drastic he, change. But that was just an opportunity. He came in with a knife, and the store oh, owner has a shotgun. Okay. He just takes it from the store owner. That's oh, not okay. his main way of doing things now. Yeah, that so, was just an, a weapon of opportunity. Uh, Maybe I didn't see the full trailer because I was watching, it was one of those like ads where you're watching a video and in the middle it just like shows you like a few seconds of something, you know? Oh, okay. And yeah. then it was yeah, like scream. And I was like, oh my God, what? <laughs> What's happening? I, and and if you look close, the M is a VI. Mm -hmm. The red part of the M is a VI for Scream 6. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited that Hayden Panettiere is back as Kirby. Yay. And that she still has short hair. Because the only thing hotter than <laughs> Hayden Panettiere so is Hayden Panettiere with short hair. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Monster Movie. Fun time, go! Monster Movie. Fun time, go! Monster Folks, welcome to the show. This is a bonus episode where we're not actually talking about Scream. It's just that in our <laughs> Halloween episodes, we've <laughs> covered all the Scream, uh, Scream movies. So uh, we might be able to do one about the new one by then. Yeah. We're just going to do a quick review not a full breakdown like we normally do of Shin Ultraman because we finally got to see Shin Ultraman. Yay! And we got to see it in theaters, which is so yes. cool. Well, <laughs> I don't, I'm still not going to theaters for the most part, but right. this was a Fathom event. And I locally, the Fathom events are always almost completely empty. <laughs> Which I thought, because of that, because I'm used to the Fathom events like there in Odessa, I thought here, I was like, eh, no one's going to go. Like, it'll be fine. I don't need to get my ticket <laughs> early. And I wish I freaking would have because I did not get a good seat. <laughs> yeah. My seat was really hard because I was like right in the front and, you know, it's a subtitled movie. So I would have to like look all the way up, look all the way down, look all the way up, look all the way down to like, because I was so close to the screen. <laughs> 
but it was still a, such a cool experience to see it in, in the movies. Right. Uh, folks, Honeybee is in Austin, which is just a bigger city. Mm-hmm. So even if only the same percentage of the total population goes, it's going to fill the theater. <laughs> yeah, it's significantly more. And there was even like, I think like six or seven theaters that were showing it. I just chose the oh, one yeah. that was closest to me. So. No, well, this theater in my city wasn't showing it, but fortunately, the theater in the city next door was. Mm-hmm. So I did not have to drive all the way to Lubbock <laughs> to see it. I did not Thank have goodness. to drive two hours. Two hours? Three hours? I think it's three. Two hours to Lubbock. Depends on if you're driving the speed limit or not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went with, uh, I gave my friend Bethany a ride. Hi, Bethany. She Hi, uh, Bethany. listens to the show. She particularly likes tokozatsu shows she knows more about ultraman than i doesn't know me but one time she did check me out not like around but like (laughs) d d d like checked me out at best buy (laughs) okay she was your cashier at best buy yeah she was my cashier (laughs) (laughs) so shout out Uh, bethany's uh favorite tokozatsu show is common rider who is also getting the shin treatment soon We'll uh, go over that in a minute. But she likes Ultraman enough that she knows more about it than I do. She's seen more of it than I have. <clears throat> oh, hell so she needed a ride, and I thought I'd give her a, a ride so we could see the movie. Heck yeah. But the, yeah, there was a t- I think there was a total of seven people in the theater. And two of them showed wow. up late. <laughs> no. So, because oh, so, I could hear behind, I didn't turn around to look. Later, when I turned around and looked, there was three people behind us. So what happened was uh, there was one person behind us, and we hear two people come in just as the opening credits have have wrapped up. And I believe what has happened is that it was a mother and daughter and that they were late because of the mother. (laughs) Just from what I was hearing, I think there has been a – there must have been a conversation before they got there of we're going to be late come on i don't want to miss the beginning we're going to be late so they walk in and i hear this young female voice going ah, uh, uh, and start to leave and then so i think the other person who was already there at first i thought it was her mother but i think it was the other girl who was already there was like no 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 it's just the credit's just ending you haven't missed anything it's okay sit down it's okay so then she was like uh, okay so yeah i was like oh this poor kid but the the kid was i think it was a young teen she was clearly throwing a fit Mm, (laughs) it was clearly i told you we were gonna be late (laughs) you made me late i've been waiting for this so uh, she managed to get over it and enjoy the film i'm glad i have a funny story too um, from the theater there was a gentleman that was like I think he was like four or five seats down from me, but at one point in the movie, he fell asleep and he was snoring so loud. Like the whole theater was just kind of giggly about it, you know, like <laughs> every time the like movie, cause it was really actiony, you know, so it'd be like loud, loud, loud. And then it'd be like a quiet moment and you just, you're like, <sighs> and everyone would be like kind of giggling about it. And there's this <laughs> one point where it's like, Ultraman, wake up, Ultraman. And you just, like, everyone's like quiet. And you just like, 
and everyone just lost it like just laughing <laughs> everyone was just laughing and it felt like a real group moment of just like we were just i felt like everyone was just so happy to be there and it was such a cool right. experience it was so fun <laughs> uh so it should be, folks, it was just a Fathom event. It was two nights. The first night was subtitled. The second night was dubbed. But it should be coming out on digital or Blu-ray and that stuff before too much longer. I don't think you don't it's going to get it'll a wide. That's what I meant by digital. It'll be. Oh, oh, oh. It'll right. be. It might be streaming. I mean, to, yeah, it'll be out to buy digitally, but it might be streaming somewhere. I'm not sure if Shin Godzilla is streaming somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Prime? I'm not sure. So let me uh, explain uh, about Shin Godzilla briefly. Shin, uh, I think I've mentioned this before, Shin just means new. Mm -hmm. And in 2016, while Legendary was still making their American Godzilla movies, Toho decided we're going to do our own Godzilla movie. Uh, it was called Shin Godzilla. And it was directed by uh, Hideki Anno and Shinji Higuchi. And it did get a theatrical release here in America, not just a Fathom event, but a proper release. It was a big hit in Japan, and they wanted to follow it up with Shin Ultraman and Shin Kamen Rider. And furthermore, I believe they're all meant to actually be set in the same world. Mm, okay. I don't think we caught a glimpse of Shin Godzilla. I don't know. A bunch of monsters went by mm -hmm. really fast at the beginning. So maybe we saw Shin Godzilla. I'm not sure. So I don't know if in Shin Ultraman, uh, Shin uh, Kamen Rider, if they'll tie it all together or after that comes out, they'll do something else to tie them all together. But the same production team, uh, same director, some of the same directors. Shin Ultraman is directed by Shinji Higuchi just by his own, but it's written by Hideki Anno. So, mm. and uh, produced, one of the producers is Hideki Anno. So that's how it's related to Shin Godzilla. And we've known for a while that they were working on this, and uh, it came out, we were finally able to see it. Yay! <laughs> Honeybee, what did you think? Oh, man. I freaking loved it i loved it so much there was um a lot going on a lot of information <laughs> a lot i felt like the first half was like really funny and like like woo and then the second half was like serious like and right. they kind of just um the way they put like kind of the modern spin on things but then left a lot of like Easter eggs and little things that mm. you would recognize if you've like seen things, you know, I really loved how they kind of balanced both of those worlds of like mm -hmm. modern, but also keeping, um, you know, that like really original feel, for example, they, you know, it's a 2000 and what, 22 movie. Yeah. So the mm -hmm. CGI is like incredible. It's so good, but they left things like they didn't overdo the CGI in a sense of, you know, Ultraman still flies exactly like the model. Yes. It still yes. really uh, looks, my, it has I that loved feel. It. <laughs> I loved, I it. loved it. It was so good. I love that. His, his, uh, they decided that that's just the way he flies. Not... Yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, I guess we should explain that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, they also, though, uh, Ben 
Furaya for you for you uh and Hideki Anno both did motion capture for the Ultraman CGI. Bin Furuya for God damn it. Bin <laughs> was did all he was the original Ultraman. Not the not the character who turns into Ultraman. He he was the guy in the suit when he's Ultraman. Mm-hmm. Right. If you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh so he did some of the multi, uh some of the motion capture and the direct the writer producer guy Hidekiano did some of the motion capture. Mm-hmm. He had only previously played Ultraman in a fan film that he made b- before he started. I'm assuming it was before he started doing uh yes, 1983 <laughs> fan film he made. So he was probably kind of <laughs> young when he did that. <laughs> anyway, in the original show, when Ultraman uh, would fly, it's just a, a model, you know, a, 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 a static a little stiff. toy yes. Ultraman. <laughs> yes, and other things have done this for flying in the past. It, so it's a toy Ultraman that's very stiff. It's got its arms straight out in front of him or above him, depending <laughs> on what angle is at, and his legs stiff. And then they just have a wire or whatever that he zips along or they shoot him out of an air gun or whatever they do to make him fly. But he's he's stiff. He doesn't move his arms around like Superman would. Mm-hmm. And they kept that whenever he's flying in this movie. He just – his arms are straight up in front of him, his feet straight behind him, and he doesn't move them at all. And I loved it. Oh, it, it's so good. I loved – I loved that. And, and also that his beams, the beam effect – it, uh-huh. it was very much like the original as well, which I really liked because, like I said, yeah. they had the opportunity to really like zhuzh it up with that CGI, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I liked how they really kept that original feel kind of for the nostalgia and just to, I feel like, benefit and uh, make both sides of the audience happy. Like maybe the yeah. side who doesn't really know much about it, but mm-hmm. is just seeing it for the first time. And the side who, you know, woke up and watched it every day in the seventies before right. school or whatever, you know? So not that, I don't know if that's how it worked then, but you know what I mean? So, <laughs> right. um, yeah, I, I loved it. And also I loved seeing like the new Kaiju's, not new in a sense of like never seen before, but like the CGI, how they're so big and scary and they have all these details. And I just absolutely loved it. I loved the humor. I loved the friendships. I loved the romance. I really loved the movie. It was a lot in um, one small two hours, but it was so good. I liked it. People, if you're not familiar with Ultraman, he was, First a series in 1966, but then it's similar to uh, uh, Power Rangers in that there's multiple sequel series after that first series, and some of them are more connected to each other than others, and some of them seem to sort of stand alone and be separate, but they've done, you know, I haven't seen that much of this. I've just read about it. They've done these storylines to indicate that all Ultramen are sort of part of a multiverse. So even if they're not in the same universe, they could cross over and meet each other. And this movie was a little bit of trying to cram all of Ultraman into one movie. (laughs) All of it. (laughs) 
we had a lot of stuff that was similar but not identical to the original version of Ultraman. But then we had various characters and enemies and things showing up from other versions of Ultraman that were now part of this Ultraman's story. And the people behind me kept getting excited when some character would show up they that they recognized. Aww, you know, I'm pretty sure all amazing. of those Yeah. I'm pretty sure all of the aliens and bad guys were characters versions of characters from the show. I don't know if all For the sure. monsters some some of the monsters may have been new original monsters, but all those various aliens and, and other ultra people that showed up were characters from other versions of Ultraman. So if you're into Ultraman, you're all like, oh great, they're doing this thing and that thing. But if you're not, you're like, what? There is so much <laughs> going on. <laughs> yeah. What a new guy's showing up now. And so I I loved it though. I enjoyed it, but I'm not sure it's the way I would have done. I might have focused a little bit more on just the first storyline <laughs> than trying to cram everything into it. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, there, there was that element. Oh, I, another thing I really liked was the, uh, in the beginning, the ultra Q. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Again, for those of you who don't know before Ultraman, there was a show called ultra Q that mm-hmm. was a, a little bit of Kaiju X-Files kind of a thing. <laughs> a reporter and a couple of pilots just r- running into Kaiju shit every week. And then that was a big hit. But for whatever reason, I guess it's just how they do things in Japan. Rather than having a second season of Ultra Q because it was a big hit, they said, okay, now we're going to do Ultraman and he'll fight monsters. So it was not exactly a direct sequel to Ultra Q, but it in the beginning of Ultraman, they would show the Ultra Q logo and then the Ultraman titles would burst through it. And that's how this movie started off. It started off with the Ultra Q. And then a Shin Godzilla logo bursts through it. And then we get Shin Ultraman. And then during the opening credits, we basically get Shin Ultra Q all really quickly in like two minutes of opening credits. So we see this. There's a bunch of kaiju. There's constantly all these kaiju. Oh, no. And then they form this international police force to deal with it. The... um, S-class species suppression protocol is what they the SSSP is what they call it in this version. Uh, in the original, SSSP stands for something else. I think the Science Patrol, the something something Science Patrol. But it's the same. It's kind of like Shield in Marvel. They keep changing what Shield stands for, but it's still always called Shield. <laughs> so they after the after all you know a year or two of a bunch of kaiju attacks they form this task force and the and that's what ultraman ends up being one of the one of the people from the task force uh becomes ultraman mm-hmm. not on purpose we won't go into the whole plot when we finally get to 2022 in our chronological <laughs> journey yeah. through kaiju we'll, we'll do, do a breakdown. full breakdown yeah like we always do so, but I just really loved how we got Ultra Q during the opening credits. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is Linda Miller, and I'm reminding you to keep calm and shelter in basements. Oh, something else we need to talk about, about the opening credits, is the little interview that we got to see in the beginning before the movie oh yeah. that felt that was so cool i really yeah. really loved that there was also one when gus and i went to see jeepers creepers and that was mm. the first time i had ever seen anything like that so to see it again was so cool and you'll often get so the, that kind of you often get that sort of thing with a fathom event some kind of bonus material either before or after mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. movie so yeah. uh we we went to a miyazaki one one time and there was a whole interview thing with about him sort of a little documentary (laughs) after the show (laughs) and i went to a doctor who one where there was some doctor who stuff before the the show and i think they also had some bonus material after the show so yeah Yeah. that the kind of stuff you would normally get on a dvd or a (laughs) blu-ray you get to see it there yeah exactly yeah like the bonus materials yeah we have a alamo draft houses here and a lot of times like before really any movie like especially if it's you know i'm just giving an example this isn't real i'm just making it up but like if there was a new scooby-doo movie coming out then you could go and sit down like 30 minutes 45 minutes before the show and it would just be showing like like original like original drawings original cartoons and just kind of show you all of these things leading up to the movie you know and so that's really the only kind of bonus thing i have seen but the interview just really it makes it so personal and i really loved the things he said about like japanese people watching movies and how they really just don't react (laughs) the same but americans when he was like as soon as you know we showed this in a festival in america within the first line like people were laughing and enjoying it and he said like i just love the way americans enjoy films so please enjoy this film and it it was just so cool i loved it so much yes apparently in japan they sit there and very respectfully watch the movie yeah they don't react you can't tell if you can't tell if they're enjoying it or not i think i heard something (laughs) like that once before i'm not sure if it was japan or some other country but it was a, a theater it was a live play oh they're performing the play and they're like the audience geez we must be bombing they're not making right but then when (gasps) it was all over when it was all over huge applause they just saved up all of their all of their appreciation till it was over and then gave them a huge applause and they're like oh oh they did like it (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like a nightmare that's just how they do it. Well, I understand but, that. I mean, I've been in shows where you want the audience to just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Sit down and be quiet. I'm trying to perform up here. I rehearsed this for six fucking weeks and yeah. this is how you're going to treat me. Yeah. I, uh, no, I, um, 
I can't imagine, like, I just remember certain shows, like, when I was, especially when I was younger, where we would have, like, the first audience or two, you know, just be, like, laughing at all the same jokes and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the third audience would just not. And it really uh-huh. would give you kind of this feeling as an actor of, like, oh, shit, am I not doing it right? Like, does this audience not like this? Like, what is, so I can't imagine going through an entire show and just no one would be <laughs> acting at all. Yeah. Like, it just yeah. sounds yeah. like a nightmare to me because you really feed off of that energy you really feed off of like the laughs and the like the claps or the the whatever it is you know so oh that just sounds horrible (laughs) uh we also got a little bit of interview with uh takumi saito who plays sinji kamenaga uh, the guy that turns (laughs) in ultraman and he (laughs) just was very sweet about how he used to play with Ultraman toys and stuff. And now he, now he gets to be Ultraman. How, how incredible it was for the, for him. The part I didn't love so much was the Ultraman trivia before (laughs) with the American guy who has decided that Shin is pronounced Sheen. 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 Ultraman. And that's the thing. So he's doing his, he does his trivia first and he keeps saying Sheen Ultraman. And I'm like, oh, have I been pronouncing it wrong? But then the that's Japanese guys, the Japanese guys come on and they're saying Shin. And I'm like, oh no, he's just an idiot. He's not. Aww. <laughs> Damn. The thing is, he see, I think he had something to do with the dubbing, the translation for the subtitles or something like that. He, he kind of mentioned in passing. Yeah. So I'm like, why is yeah, he, he not did. pronouncing it right when he's he doing translations? The, yeah, he was the translator for the subtitles. <laughs> oh, my. Well, um, maybe it's anything like, else? you know, like the Reese's, Reese's, Reese's thing. Like when you Reese's? when. Yeah, I've heard people. I say Reese's, but I've yeah. heard several people call it Reese's. And peanut butter like, cups. What? Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Reese's peanut yeah. butter cups. That's clearly wrong. And it's Reese's because exact, that's what they say the in way. the commercials. I feel the same way, but because I know how to read, and so it's like weird <laughs> that. <laughs> but I think it's one of those things where it's like when you're a kid and you hear it oh, or okay. you call it something, like it's just that way forever, you know. Uh huh. So maybe like as a kid when he was watching it, it was Sheen Ultraman for him. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. Well, no, but it's brand new. It's it wasn't called Sheen Ultraman when he was a kid. Oh, that's what, true. I don't know. I don't either. know what I don't know what is the maybe he's just over over pronouncing it. I don't know. Yeah, it sounded to me like the Japanese people were saying Shin. There's this YouTube channel called uh Sci-Fi Wasabi. And he was like saying like we should just put Shin in front of any classic and make it instantly awesome. I want to see Shin Home Alone. I want to see Shin Garfield. <laughs> Shin Super Mario. I was like laughing my ass off. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, what did you think of uh, Masami Nagasawa? Who played the lady who played uh, Hiroko Asami? I liked her, but I felt like there was something about her that I wasn't understanding, maybe. Right. Because she seemed very built up, if that's the right way to right. say it. Yes, I thought it was. So she's been in stuff, but what's most relevant to what we watch is she was mm-hmm. one of the Shobajin in Godzilla Tokyo SOS. <laughs> And, and Godzilla Final Wars. 
in 2003 and 2004. Nice. I haven't gotten there yet. So that might be why. So folks, they, you know how in movies they'll do a reveal of the (laughs) actor or actress. You usually see this in a James Bond movie where they purposely hide the actor's face for a little while and then, and then make a deal of revealing their face. Yeah, there's like music playing. You see like the high heels. They like do like a pan up, but you don't ever see like her. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they like to do this when there's a new James Bond and they'll make a kind of make a thing of it in his first, whoever the guy's first movie is doing the reveal. And for some reason, they really do a buildup of the reveal of this character and mm-hmm. this actress. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> So I don't know if it's because she was in these two Godzilla movies that they made a big whoop out of it. Uh, I'm not seeing anything else. I mean, she's been in a lot of stuff, but I'm not seeing anything like she's the most famous actress in Japan (laughs) or the highest paid actress or anything like that. So, but she's been doing this since she was a teenager. Uh, So stars in, in various blockbusters. So, uh, I don't know, but yeah, I found it a little. Yeah, weird. I, I thought, I thought maybe it was like, cause like they reveal her and it's like, oh okay, and then she's sort of like, there's like this like little romance thing going on, and I was like, well, is that why? You know, like I was like, I don't. Mm-hmm. It just felt like kind of strange. I felt, I felt like I was supposed to know her, and I was like, well, she's probably just like a famous Japanese person yeah. that I don't know, and. Oh, definitely. If we were, yeah, if we were Japanese or or lived in Japan, we would have recognized her. Or if we watched more Japanese, we watched more Japanese. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, Uh, and 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 we had a little, uh, you know, attack of the fifty foot woman moment. Yes, I see. When when that happened, I was like, oh, (laughs) oh, honeybee's gonna love this. I did. I, but I think so she much. was more like she was uh I think more than fifty feet. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. But, she was like a well, like skyscraper tall. I, I well that's the thing. I saw a thing once about you know, Godzilla and Kong, they both uh, get bigger over time. But part of the reason part of the reason is because the buildings get bigger. So oh, in order for them to be intimidating, they wow. have to be bigger. That makes so much sense. That's crazy. I right. never even thought of that. Wow, that is interesting. In Attack of the 50-Foot Woman, none of the buildings are more than two or three stories tall in the little town that she's in. So in this movie, I mean, she's still only coming out like halfway up the buildings as tall as they mm-hmm. made her. But if she was only 50 feet tall, she would, wouldn't be nearly as impressive. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I loved it. There's a whole, uh, as she's walking over us, mm-hmm. over, yep. I'm like, are we about to get an upskirt? Yeah. From the, what yes. is happening here? But it's so, <laughs> the shadows are so heavy that we don't, I'm like, okay. It's a kid's movie, people. Come on. So yeah, we I've don't get a glimpse of. I've never wanted to pause of, something in a movie so bad in my whole life. <laughs> we don't get a glimpse of her underwear or anything. It's just hidden in shadow. So I was like, okay. Yeah. I had the same thought, like, what? 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 I'm like, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> She's about to what's walk wrong? over us. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm opposed to upskirts. Just go to kids' movie. Let's not. Let's not. Okay. It's only okay with consent, people. 
Yeah. yeah, that too. That too. She was not. Oh no! I, I mean, I'm opposed to upskirts on the street with people who are unaware of it. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm not opposed to it happening in a movie. Just right, not a kids' right. movie. Yeah. No, don't don't glue don't glue mirrors to your shoes, boys. It's not okay. <laughs> that was supposedly a thing in the fifties putting mirrors on your shoes or or just shining them up really or shining them yeah just shining, shining them, them up, up really so that you good. can see the reflection yeah. yes <sighs> not okay guys not okay have you this reminds me have you seen and you said scooby-doo earlier have you watched velma i haven't i actually just barely found out that it even existed uh yeah. two days ago i think i, I didn't even know oh, okay um I, i'm i'm excited to see it though i heard I someone complaining about its quote unquote white woke ideology i saw <laughs> which is how i found out that it existed and i was like right. oh shut the fuck up oh no i know there's a part of the internet it, so that is furious i'm sure there's a part of the internet that is furious i'm sure um, I haven't seen it, we so I can't say anything. But I probably we will love it and we, not be furious. We won't go. We won't go into the whole "stop your bitching about wokeness, you ignorant fuckers" thing right now. <laughs> uh, just to say, anytime you make something that shows different types of people exist, they like to just dismiss it by saying it's woke. It's it is woke, and it's okay to be woke. It's oh god damn it! It's like. Like, oh, I'm not woke. I'm like, so you're asleep. Is that what you're telling me? You're unconscious. Great. Similar to people who complain about social justice warriors. And I'm like, well, what are you, a social injustice warrior? Is that what you're fighting for, social injustice? I don't understand your complaints. I mean, you're you're labeling yourself as an asshole by complaining about social justice. Anyway, my point was, <laughs> there's a moment in Velma <laughs> when they're having a school assembly and they're saying, uh, we want all the girls to take, because uh, girls have been being murdered. We want all the girls oh, to shit. take a self-defense class. And Velma says, uh, how come the boys don't have to take a don't murder girls class? <laughs> and it's cause, because I only got a $50 budget, that's why. <laughs> I can't wait to see so, it. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I'm recommending it, but I will say that it is an Adult Swim style cartoon. It's not technically oh. on Adult. Well, it's on HBO, and HBO does now own Cartoon Network and Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. But it's not being shown. It's not literally being shown on Adult Swim. But that's the sort of cartoon it is. So if you don't, okay. regardless of some of the characters have brown skin now, mm-hmm. if you don't want an Adult Swim version of Scooby Doo. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> Just know that sure. going in that you're going to hear the word bitch. <laughs> I, You've been and, warned, and things, folks. And things. There's, and some butt nudity and things like that. Um, oh, damn. I tend to be... What? I tend... Yeah, yeah. You'll see. I tend to be a Scooby-Doo purist, but only in the sense that it needs to be a guy in a mask or a girl in a mask. It needs to be a person in a mask. Mm-hmm. There's some versions of Scooby-Doo where there's actual ghosts and vampires and shit. And I'm like, no, oh, that's not what, that's not what Scooby-Doo is about. Scooby-Doo is mm-hmm. about, there's a rational explanation and we're going to find out what it is. But sometimes it strays from that. And that's when I get upset. 
not when you just decide to cast somebody who's brown <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna get upset about that as long as there's not real ghosts in it i'm gonna be okay with what you do with scooby doo <laughs> and so far there's no ghosts in this nice. uh, uh, but people but people are actually getting killed because <laughs> normally it's scooby doo no one actually gets killed people are getting yeah. killed <laughs> well it's a kid's show so you know Right, right, but this it's one like, is I would have gotten so. away with it if it hadn't been for you, kids. Yeah. You uh, damn kids. Meddling, meddling kids. You meddling kids. Uh, you bitches. But, yeah. I would have gotten away with it too of war for you motherfuckers. Uh, all right, we've gotten off topic, folks, because... As I said, we're not going to do a full breakdown. We're just doing a review. And we've been yammering on for about 40 minutes now. And this is just supposed to be a bonus episode. So nice. see, we recommend Shin Ultraman. See totally. It when, when you get the chance, whenever it shows up on HBO or whatever. It's so Give good. it a watch. Give it a we'll watch. Enjoy. Let us know how you feel about it. And let us know so, how you feel about the new Scooby-Doo if you're up for it. Because, you know, yeah. we just like to know. We want to talk to you guys. Yeah. We just want to know yeah. how you're feeling. What What are you doing? The, Hit us up. Hit will us say, up. I will say the dog hasn't shown up yet. I mean, the show's called Velma. It's oh, not called Scooby-Doo. It's called Velma. So it's a prequel. I, I, I huh? did see the dog already. And it's, uh, I don't want to give any spoilers, so I won't say anything. But oh, Okay. Well, the episode's out. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's in a preview, but he hasn't shown up in the first four episodes yet and i'm like uh where's where's scooby <laughs> yeah i, I know it's i know that. it's a prequel but uh you know let's get to the dog already yeah anyway this is just a bonus episode so i'm gonna release this in the middle of the week the next episode Ooh. will be um is it is it mecha godzilla this, i'm looking at our schedule here this week we released godzilla versus megalon Next week will be Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. This will be coming out in the middle of the week as a bonus. So Yay! Hell yeah! So let's wrap it up. That's how many stars? How many stars oh, are you gonna give uh, it? Ooh, four. Yeah. Okay. Four. Same. Yeah. I'd say like four point five for me. Like it was really good. Yeah, I could. The, I could go the to movie four experience. Really like made it like just being in the movie theater and the popcorn and everybody around. It was like really elevated. <laughs> okay, so that'll do it for today. I agree. Nice to see it in a the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I have been Precious D. And I have been Honey Bee. Remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements. And please don't misuse science. We won't see you, but you'll hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. Let's go! You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.